Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Business of Business podcast, Two Daughters and Their Dad. I'm your host, Stacey J. Dempsey. And like always, per usual, thankfully, I have the other daughter and the one and only dad, Jennifer and dad, not the J (laughs) word, not the J name. Good morning. So we welcome you guys back to this episode, and we want to hit on a topic that we really haven't really talked much about. And that um, is the pros and cons of franchising. Um, You know, we, I know I definitely do business um, and go places um, that are a franchise. Um, And there are some really interesting, um, you know, ways to go about when you start to look into, um, you know, becoming a franchise or joining a franchise chain, um, and then there also can be some, uh, maybe some things you guys haven't thought about, um, maybe some cons that you haven't really thought about, um, because the franchise, it really is very appealing, I think, to those who like a particular niche. Um, for example, you know, the gym that I belong to, they are a franchise, which I, I really didn't know that up until most recently, um, but uh, the owners of that franchise, they have they work another nine to five job. Um, and so um, I think there's some really great things about some fran, you know, when you want to join a franchise. So let's let's jump right into this. Um, so, Dad, this was this was your idea this year. This was your topic. Um, so why don't you just start sharing with our listeners a little bit about kind of what was on your um, thought process at 530 this morning in the gym? dreaming about franchise well, before i jump into that i just in case people pick up on it in her tone of voice jennifer's a little upset with me because i spoiled her daughter this past weekend and had a whole bunch of fun doing it so um and so, he didn't and, answer my phone call when i called no, him he i knew, knew he was in yell trouble i knew and then i had to text him like how dare you christmas is very soon so well, I took her shopping for, I said, let's go shopping for mommy. And she said, okay. And then of course it was like, pop, pop. Do you think I would look pretty in this dress? What am I supposed to do? So yeah, probably. <laughs> I go, yes, let's buy it. So you can. Uh-huh. So anyway. Which leads me. me to my next question. When are you picking my kids up? <laughs> you well, have a thousand grandkids. That can get expensive quickly. So yeah, I'll well, let you check if your you schedule. Want, if you want to shut down the spoiling, you know, that would be the way to do it. Just toss <laughs> them all at me at one time. Yeah, right. But, right. Um, but on our topic, franchising, I, yeah, I, you know, because first of all, I just would encourage uh, our listeners. I mean, I, one of the magazines I've been getting for years and is Entrepreneur Magazine. Um, and there, you know, and it's a, it's a magazine that does have articles in there for entrepreneurs, you know, that are, are good articles, equipping uh, type articles. But the other thing that uh, is really the driver of the, the magazine is around franchising. So they do give a lot of, again, categorically, you know, different franchises based on category, food, self-care, um, you know, medical, all these different categories, and then kind of list, you know, you know, what, what are some of the most, uh, popular, um, fr- uh, franchises. 
so again, it's a very, it's a very uh, good uh, publication to get, even if you're not doing franchising, because it usually has good articles in it that will help your business. But it's just interesting. So I've always been tracking and found franchising uh, to be a very interesting business concept. Now, as most people know, if you're, you know, when you look around and you see franchises, um, what you're what you're buying into is a system is the way I would describe it. When you, when you buy into a franchise, you're buying into a system that's already built out. Um, so obviously the investment upfront is going to be probably more than if you took that, that business, whatever that output is of your business and did that independently, because you could probably scale smaller starting out and then hope, you know, you could scale up as, you know, as revenue went up. So it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a more investment up front. So you need to make sure you would be financially positioned to do that. Um, but again, having, so, the, so the, the pros of it would be, you know, it's an already established system. You, you would have brand recognition, you know, so people are going to be familiar with the brand. Um, you know, for example, you know, look at your, you know, look at your, um, franchise pizza places, you know, you have Domino's, you have Papa John's. These are all franchises with very strong brand recognition. But if you drive by pretty much every strip center, there's a pizza place in it. It's either a franchise or it's something maybe more independent, um, you know, with one location, but, you know, so. But again, you're buying into that into that system, your distribution, I mean, your the, the products, all the things that you need are already well established. Um, and, um, you know, the systems, whether it be, um, you know, your your technology, your, um, you know, how you handle your accounts receivables, all that has already been systematized, you know, so so again, a huge benefit. Uh, to buying into a, a franchise. Now, what's the big downside? Jennifer, what do you think the big downside is? That you also have to follow their systems probably, right? So you don't have like 100% freedom to to maybe run the business how you would run it, right? There's, I'm sure there's probably things in place that you have to do things a certain way, which I, in, in my mind can be obviously a good thing and, and maybe at times not be such a great thing either. Well, that's exactly right. Because again, you have your initial cost of buying into the franchise and then most franchises are going to have, I, you know, what they would, uh, what they would call, you know, like a royalty, type right. of, you know, based on some, you know, some formula of royalties and that you would pay based off of, you know, off of sales or, you know, if it's food distribution, a lot of times you're buying the product, you know, from them, you know, right. so, um, so, or both. I mean, let's look at a very popular franchise like a Chick-fil-A, you know, obviously they're not, le- you know, they're not allowing you know, each independent owner of those Chick-fil-A's to go out and work their own deals on where they get their chicken and where they get their, their food products to sell. You know, they're, you know, the, the owners of those operations are buying it through Chick-fil-A. Right. 
and again, and I'm assuming, I don't know for sure, but there's probably even other royalties, you know, that need to be paid in addition to that. So, so you're paying on an ongoing basis, um, for, you know, for the benefit of, you know, operating that franchise and having those systems and branding, you know, um, you know, at your fingertips, you know, so, um, and not having to reinvent that. So, I mean, again, I, my thought around franchising is, you know, what's your business? You know, what are you, what are you looking to, you know, start a business in? So we'll take like your business, Jennifer, you, you know, you're in the beauty business, the hair business. So you are not a franchise, you're an independent operator. So, but what's, but what could you have done? And when you came and said, I want to open my own salon, what would have been your other choice? Yeah. I mean, in our industry, we obviously have franchises. Um, I think a popular one is Great Clips, right? We've all kind of heard of that. And so the business model around that kind of franchise is um, quantity over quality. So, I mean, you know, I think if you align with that, if you come from that world, then that might make sense to you. I think when it comes to franchising, it's more about like, I have this desire to be an entrepreneur, but maybe I don't have this like idea or this vision to start from scratch. So you can kind of get plugged in. And because my salon is in a strip mall, I've kind of seen it over the years um, of different kind of franchises coming in and and moving out. One that comes to mind is we have, um, uh, what's that pretzel place called? Um, Pretzel 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 factory in the strip. Now I've been here almost eight years in the strip mall in my location. And I want to say it's turned hands probably three or four times, right? Different owners. And what, number one, I think we talked about this before, dad, like, how do you make money off of pretzels is the first question I have. But the second thing I've realized as I kind of witnessed that is that you know, you come to my strip mall around lunchtime, pretzel factory is is booming, right? So it doesn't necessarily matter. No one even knows. The consumers don't really know that maybe it's changed owners um, because it's still the same, the same product is being produced each and every day. So it doesn't necessarily matter who's running the the behind the scenes. You know you're still gonna come to pretzel factory, get the get the same pretzel and whatever they have. Um, But from someone that's kind of, you know, I'm here every single day and know what's going on behind the scenes. I'm like, wow, it's changed. It's changed hands quite a few times. And from an outsider looking in, the the volume is still there. So um, I think think that's huge for franchises if, if you're thinking about that is that when you're independent and you're creating a business from nothing like I've done, brand recognition is huge. And so when you to have to build that just takes years, consistency, you know, I, I can tell you even after almost eight years, of, like we got people coming into the salon saying, I didn't even know there was a salon here. And it like kills me inside because you're like, what? All this marketing, everything that, that you know, all that everything we're putting into letting people know that there's a salon here. And then you still have people saying, I didn't know there was a salon here. So brand recognition probably would be like the, the major pro for me on this topic is, you know, you, you can just have that conversation. Like, did you hear they're putting a hand in stone in down the street? And there's no, what's hand in stone. Right. But when I put my, my sign up, people are like, what is J faith hair studio? Right. What is that? 
So you kind of the the you kind of the the consumers already know what to expect when they walk into a franchise, right? But when you're independent, you're starting out from nothing. There's that. What is this? What's it going to look like? What's it going to feel like? So for me on the franchise topic, I think that would be the biggest pro um, that comes along with that. And then again, the con for me would be just being able to make those business decisions. I've been in that place before where you're boxed in. I can remember a lot around charity. You know, I'm really passionate about giving back. And when you're working for someone else or maybe you're boxed into a franchise, there's just some things you're never going to be able to do. And that creative side of you, you know, you can you can get a lot of pushback from going outside of the box. Speaking of Pretzel Factory, again, just because it's in my strip, the last owners made their own kind of pretzel. So they made, you know, I I forget what it was, but it was good. It was like, you know, a hot dog pretzel, something that was not the franchise, you know, they don't do. He created his own pretzel and he got in a lot of trouble about that and had to stop doing it. So I remember that was a complaint. Um, but I guess you could probably sell franchises um, pretty easily, too, because I've seen it happen quite a few times. So um, I don't know what that would look like from an independent person, but there's a lot to go. There's a lot of pros and cons, I think, when it comes to franchises. Well, one of the things well, that just, you just as I mentioned before, uh, you know, right in the beginning, you know, the the gym that I belong to is a franchise. And when I when I was talking with the owner, Deb, you know, she um, she's worked in a uh, in a casino for the last you know 25 years and um, always had a passion for fitness and for helping people through fitness. And um, and um, she they had opened their gym um in January of 2020. So we know what happened March of 2020. Right. Um, but she said, you know, through the franchise opportunity was her way of being able to really, you know, kind of already be plugged into a business concept, which she said, she's always wanted to own her own business, but she knew that she still wanted to keep you know, her, her, her career in the casino. Um, but this was her opportunity to, you know, be in business and to kind of fulfill that, that dream that she had, but also just to kind of elevate and uh, her passion for fitness and helping others with their health. Um, and she said, she said, if it wasn't for the franchise way, I would have never been able to do this because of exactly what you guys have already shared that, you know, the, you know, what supplements that you need to have, um, you know, sell in the gym down to the systems, down to the app that we use to, you know, reserve what class we, we want to take, um, you know, all of that is already laid out. Now she did mention that, um, you know, the, the fees that she still has to pay for those things that is a frustrating area because if they increase the price, they increase the price and you have to sell those products. You have to use that app. You have to, you know, use, um, you know, the, um, you know, where people, you know, to, to pay for their reoccurring classes and things like that. So if on that side, if things go up, you know, she has also now, she has no way of also kind of filtering that down in any way, um, in some aspects to the consumer, um, because she gets a price increase, she has no way. So that, that can be a frustrating, uh, aspect of it, but for someone that still kind of wants to stay in the career they're doing, um, and just kind of have a lot of the figuring 
things out and researching took all of that out of the equation for her. And obviously going into March of 2020, um, you know, she still had, she still has hiring issues. She still has, you know, March of 2020, the workouts were outside and, um, you know, but she still was able to, I mean, obviously they're still doing very well now, but um, my point in saying some of that was that the universal problems, whether franchise or not, are still there, like trying to find people to hire and, um, you know, getting people to your location and things like that. But well, it's hey, definitely Stace, a great um, alternative. Yes. Um, one of the things that you both hit on uh, that I think is a benefit to franchising, you know, especially if you, especially if location is a critical thing for your business, you know, um, because I've seen a lot of businesses, non-franchise, well, even franchise, but more non-franchised who, you know, went into a particular location that just didn't work, you know, for whatever reason, it just, you know, the business model seemed fine, but, but the, uh, but the location didn't work. Maybe it was just, um, you know, the ability to get in and out in a convenient way, you know, that type of thing. But with franchises, they're going to be, in most cases, much more skilled at helping you determine the right location um, for that franchise because they've got the data, they've got the understanding and the demographic of demographics and uh, traffic patterns and things like that. That sometimes you just, when you're doing it on your own, you're kind of you're basing it more off of, you know, yes, location, but also price to rent a space and that type of thing. So, you know, so that's locate, you know, helping you with the location um, to put your franchise or your business is, is one of the big uh, assets. Now, with that being said, you might have your own idea around a location and the franchise says, Nope, we're not going to, we're not going to allow that could be territorial, you know, where you're infringing on maybe another franchise's, you know, area, that type of thing. So again, that would come, you know, with, with some limitations. The other thing that you brought up, Stacy, that I think is important and it is, you know, you, you can see it in Jen's business. There's no way that me, for example, that I could, um, not being in the hair business that I could open up a J faith hair studio. Right? There's just no way, you know, because I just, I don't, I don't understand the business. I don't do hair. I don't do, you know, I just don't, I wouldn't be able to do it. However, if I have the resources, I can open a sports clips or a great clips or whatever they call the clips. You know, I could do that because now it's franchised, right? So it's all that's already, all that's already done. As a matter of fact, I think it's my understanding that a lot of those uh, hair cuttery franchises are actually owned by people that don't do hair. You know, they're just, you know, they've got the money, they open them and the system's in place. So like you said, Stacy, if you have a person who's looking to say, I want to do a franchise, but I don't want to quit my job. I don't want, you know, I, those are the kind of franchises you can look at um, and do, but, you know, so that's another option, you know, is, is, you know, does the franchise allow me to get into that business without giving up something else 
where Jay Faith, I'm all in. You know, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to work a, you know, a full-time job and be able to successfully operate a Jay Faith. You know, the owner operator of that, like Jen, has to be involved in a very significant way. So again, I think another pro to um franchising, you know, from that perspective. Thoughts on that, Jen? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I feel like when you even just going into franchises, you, you know, comparing them to independent businesses, all the independent businesses that I support on a on a um, continuing basis, you always see the owner in there. You always see the owner in there. And so franchises, number one, you don't know who the owner is and let alone if, if you see them. So I think kind of the key to even, you know, franchising is, yes, maybe, you know, the startup is still working your job and starting a franchise, but you get a couple great clips under your belt and and you get the right people in there to run the business on the day to day. It seems really great. I guess the downside to that, if you had any passion for the hair industry, you probably wouldn't um, want to go into that, into that business, but into that franchise. So again, I think just where you're at, which really what you want to be doing, um, good for some people, maybe not so good for other people, but now you got me thinking, do I, should I get into the franchise business? Good. I still keep this business. Oh, sure. No <laughs> doubt. No. I'm going to Google that later. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that, again, going back to the um, the publication on, you know, entrepreneur publication, it is, it does. I look at uh, a lot of these franchises and it and it'll usually they'll, it'll give you in there what, you know, what the range of startup costs are, mm-hmm. you know? And so, I mean, I was looking at one recently, you know, because you're seeing these new, um, you know, these new car washes come popping up, you know, that the, the uh, where you, you know, you drive in them and then they got the free vacuums and, you know, they're kind of this, uh, they're really nice. You know, they're, they're kind of state of the art. You can buy membership, you know, it's like I bought a membership at one. It's like, you know, $21 a month for this membership. And sometimes if I'm right there, I'll just. I'll go through five times in a row just because I can, you know, and uh, no, that's an exaggeration, maybe two times in a row. But, um, but the point being is, you know, I look at these, but I look at those franchises for those car washes and like the one I was looking at, you know, know, like the, the average startup cost is like $6 million. I'm thinking $6 million. It's like, man, how many $21 car washes do you need every month to pull all that off? But, but the numbers must work out because you're seeing them, right? You're seeing these car washes, you know, pop up. And, um, you know, so, yeah, I, so my point being is when you look at those numbers, you know, I, I they, they can be head scratchers for sure. But again, if it's something that you feel that, uh, you know, you would be passionate about and, and have uh, and really have an interest in, it's probably worth worth looking into in more detail. So, but again, $6 million, you got to have some, you, you better have some money behind you to, to get into that. You're not going to, you're not going to do that with, uh, 
you know, a few thousand bucks in the bank. So, so that could be a topic for another day on how do you, you know, how do you finance, you know, some of these things. But, um, but again, I think franchising really does for an entrepreneur, it really does make sense if you really, you know, look at it carefully. Absolutely. I can see the wheels turning in Jennifer's head. Hmm. What's a franchise Hmm. that I can look into that would partner well with Jason. Well, you know what's so funny, and Dad will probably laugh, for the longest I've been like, Dad, I really want to open a laundromat. And he's like, you're so weird. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but I think it's the desire, because of the business that I'm in, I'm always intrigued by businesses that, number one, if you don't need employees, or you don't need that many employees, or you don't need employees with a certain talent, remember who I am and where I come from, right? So I've always wanted to like open a laundromat. Um, and I have a lot of great, you know, memories when I was coming up uh, as a hairdresser, spending a lot of time in a laundromat. And I remember calling dad and complaining, like, I hate this. I hate this laundromat. I just want an apartment with a washer and dryer. And he would always like have words of encouragement. Like, this is a great time. This is so good for you. You can plug in, you can read a book, you can, you know, in dad fashion. And so there's like a little, little why. So I'm always kind of like, should we open a laundromat, Dad? <laughs> Listen, it is not cheap to wash your clothes at a laundromat. When no, I'm it's not. Out for like two weeks. Right. Listen, I was like, how bad do these kids need clean clothes? Because <laughs> how dirty is this shirt really? Because <laughs> you can was- wear it one more day. <laughs> The amount of but a nice laundry mat, you know what we would do, we would do it right. So yeah, I that's always kind of been like, how can we do that? That would be cool. Well, it's interesting. And no employees, come on. Yeah, well, right. I know it's interesting because when I go back to my hometown to you know get up to my dad's house, you know, I drive by the Blueville laundry mat. And that laundry mat has been there because I used to, well, probably at 11 years old, I, we would all stand in front of that laundry mat to catch the bus to go to school. So, so take my young age and subtract at least 10 years. And that's been there that long. So it definitely has had staying power for quite a few years and it's uh, it's a nice place, you know? So, all right, it's growing on me. It's growing. That's on the one me. we'll buy that's, that one. Right. The <laughs> idea is growing on me. Let, let me put it that way. So Good stuff. Well, good stuff. Great stuff. Good conversation. Hopefully this has maybe triggered uh, something in one of our listeners' minds to um, even just take the plunge and start researching and looking up and, and doing your own education on uh, the benefits and the cons of, of franchising. So we want to wish you guys all a very Merry Christmas, a very happy holidays. We hope that you guys have a wonderful time doing whatever it is that you do during this time of year. And we will see you guys in our next episode. Bye.